0: because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. Hi, this is Terry. Anita is on a well-earned break this week, so you've just got me. You know how we like to talk about ways to hold off or minimize depression's oppression. And there's one tool that we hear about from guest after guest. It can provide companionship, unconditional love in both directions, a sense of structure and purpose, something to talk to, laughter, deep connection, and the opportunity for physical touch. Several varieties of this delicious and healing blend come all rolled up in warm, soft, cozy, cuddly fur. You guessed it. Today we're talking about pets and what a significant and ongoing benefit they can provide for our mental health. Our guest today is Lori, dog lover extraordinaire, who sat down with us a few years back with one of her dogs at our feet to share about the role her dogs have long played in getting her through dark, difficult times and helping her to keep depression at bay, or keeping her connected to the living world until she climbs out of the pit when she can't avoid falling in it. Here now is Lori, giving her voice to depression. All right, we've got this. Okay, so, hi.
1: Hi, Terry. (laughs) We'll start with depression and how it has affected your life. Okay. I grew up with a mother who was never diagnosed with depression, but suffered greatly from it. And Mm -hmm. her family had suffered greatly from it. I had an uncle who took his own life who lost all hope of living and reason for living. And I had an aunt who decided to end her life. She had a child out of wedlock. And for that generation, it was a complete taboo to have something like that happen. Discussions about dark or disordered moods or mental
0: illnesses were also definitely discouraged.
1: And my mother had a horrible upbringing where... She couldn't talk about how she felt, so she, she suffered very quietly, mm-hmm. and she would retreat into her bedroom where she wanted to be alone. She started volunteering at a counseling center, which helped her gain experience and recognize what was going on with her, but it was always a, a taboo subject for us to have in the house. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you blue? I'm fine. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. You know, if you showed any sort of hum of humanity in my home, in, in my Jewish upbringing, you know, you felt guilty. You felt that you were doing something wrong. You felt that you were a loser.
0: And then, as there often is with that kind of family history, Lori's own experiences.
1: I've gone in and out of it uh, at certain times in my life. Mm-hmm. Most recently, when I went through a a very painful, not an ugly divorce, but a very painful divorce. And after I found out what the circumstances were in my former marriage, uh, I really went through a period of just what I call swimming through mud. And this swimming through mud were days on end that I could barely get out of bed. Mm -hmm. and. I couldn't get out of my own way. And that was coupled with medication that I was on for a medical problem. And and that made me even more zombie-like. Thank God I had sold my business and I had funding. Oh, you know, because I'm thinking if I didn't have that funding and I had a job, I don't think I could have worked. It was that hard to function. Lori says the things that kept her functioning were her animals. Had I not had animals, I really theoretically instinctively would not have gotten out of bed that's how sad I was I just I was at a point where I wanted my life to end I was so heartbroken by the end of this marriage I know yeah. I know uh all too well what that feels yeah. like yeah I mean and that yeah. that that mud mm-hmm. there were it went on for about a year so let's oh, yeah. talk about them. Okay, tell me about tell me about your guys. Uh, at the time, I had three standard poodles, and I'm a rescue girl, and standard poodles are my breed. Here in the studio, <laughs> I have little bit with with us, and she's down on the floor, and, and she's a, she's actually a certified therapy dog, and. They provided such love and companionship and loyalty to me, in so much that I never felt alone. I felt that I always had an ally with me. And not just an ally. Lori credits her pets with actual healing, too. But the curious thing is, Brown, Jackson Brown, Mm -hmm. Brown was clearly my ex-husband's dog, but As it turns out, Brown became my fierce protector. He wouldn't leave my side. He knew that I was hurting and he knew what I needed, just instinctively. And he actually, he healed my heart. He really did. He healed my heart. Okay, so loyalty and companionship. We've got that
0: as one of the things. Mm -hmm. In what other ways have pets, particular dogs, helped you manage or stay out of Mm -hmm. or or not be alone when you're in depression?
1: Right, right. The exercise factor. Mm -hmm. So dogs need a lot of physical and mental stimulation. When you're going through such a down spot of, of feeling that you can't go on, the fact that you have to get up and move Um, They made me get out and walk in every kind of weather. I mean, I didn't want to walk in 35 below weather, but I had to. So the fact that I was out and about, people would stop and say, oh, my God, those are beautiful dogs. I was speaking to people. Just the fact that I got out of my hole and I was out in public functioning in a way contributing to society, at least I was contributing to my dog's health. That helped me get out of the funk that I was in. And since Lori was home-based at the time, her dog's
0: needs and schedules provided needed structure, purpose, and distraction as well.
1: They provide a level of, of normalcy when your life is chaotic and you're feeling upside down. They... They don't need much. They need consistency. They need walks. They need feeding. And they need love. That's what they need. Mm -hmm. And it also gives you a purpose when you're in those dark, dark days Mm -hmm. that you have to provide that for them. You have to get out of your own self and think, okay, there's another living being here that I need to take care of.
0: Yeah. When you talk about walking with them, and I'm wondering if a walk on a, a morning where you're feeling fine, like presumably like this morning, versus when you're in it. Yes. What, what's the difference? Is there a difference when you're taking that walk? Is it like, are you wearing Frankenstein boots?
1: Uh, I never have trouble walking. What I have trouble doing is not crying. Mm-hmm. There was a period, really, of six months that I just walked and cried. Cried and walked. And I didn't care what people were thinking because mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of my own self and I didn't really care what people were thinking of me. And then there are times that you're just so focused on training with the dogs that y- you you release your, your pain at that point because you're focusing on their needs mm-hmm. first. I um, hear about distraction a lot.
0: You know, we've had people tell us, jigsaw puzzles you know you can't actually necessarily do complex math or anything because you're kind of fried but you can do something that requires enough concentration that you're you're not thinking about how you feel yes and it sounds like it might be a similar method for you
1: it is it absolutely is i keep thinking the things that have snapped me out of being so low is when I do say, okay, I have to get myself up off of this couch mm-hmm. because I'm going to sink into it pretty soon and it's, it's not going to be pretty. But when I can focus on something else, but you know how much work it takes to be able to even focus yeah. on something. When you're in that spot that you're just, right. I can't get out of this. How do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. For me, it's, of course, my dogs. It's phoning a friend. And when I get outside and I run into someone else mm-hmm. and I say good morning, People recognize that I'm alive. That in itself is an important thing. And maybe for you to recognize it yourself. Yes. Because yes. you just feels so... You just feel... I know. Yeah. My brother has this great line. He said to me, Lori, you know what? If you're feeling bad, you just keep going because right down the road, you're going to turn right and it's going to get better. And I've really kept that near and dear to my heart.
0: And it, it does get better, but you'd never, know. ever,
1: ever believe it in it. Ever.
0: ever. If I go back into it tomorrow, even after doing this podcast for three years, I'm going to think I'm never getting out. Right. So how do you get through it?
1: Without a dog. <laughs>
0: oh i think the meds were really key for me Mm -hmm. you know it's just a low dose but the phrase i always use is that it put a floor beneath my feet again yeah you know as opposed to just sort of dangling over the ledge of a you know cavernous hole, thinking how far down am i gonna go Mm -hmm. you know um Yeah, and I waited too, I mean, I waited too long. That'll be forever my regret. I just wasted so much time because, but that's because nobody frigging talks about it. And if, you know, if I say, oh, this cough won't go away. You say, have you you had an x-ray? It could be pneumonia. You know, if I say, I can hardly get out of bed and I think about dying all the time. You know, somebody, I'm not going to say should, because, you know, it's not their fault. They don't know. But that's one of the things we're trying to do. Someone, if someone had said. It sounds a lot like depression. Have you talked to your doctor, mm-hmm. you know, and if I did and if he gave me that prescription, that could have been six months in instead of two years. Right. In, you know, and, and I regret that lost time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A sense of calm is the last one on the list from the mm-hmm. article. Is that
1: something that you get from them or is it the opposite? It, it depends on the dog yeah. and it depends on the time in their life. Right. So... Little bit is almost 12 right now. So she's very calm and she's very mellow. In fact, people are always commenting, oh my God, she's so chill. Like, yes. Currently sleeping <laughs> yes. on the floor near <laughs> yes. our feet. Yes, Exactly. But there, there is a sense of peace when you see a dog sleeping mm-hmm. and when it's exhausted from playing or being walked or that kind of thing or even just a full belly or just getting a lot of love. The same thing holds true with a cat. A lot of cat owners say, When you have a cat sleeping in your lap and purring, it really does set you into a tone of everything's going to be fine. Everything is okay. Things are at peace. If you have a dog that needs extensive exercise, Mm -hmm. I had a dog this summer that I just, he had no off switch, but. If you get the right breed and you have and you adopt the and you notice I'm saying adopt, don't shop, (laughs) adopt. When you adopt the right breed for your lifestyle, it can be very calm. It's better than having a boyfriend, (laughs) you know, next to you. (laughs) I shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) No, but they, they just they provide a level of of calm, of normalcy when your life is chaotic and you're feeling upside down. And it also gives you a purpose when you're in those dark, dark days. You have to get out of your own self and think, okay, there's another living being here that I need to take care of. Yeah.
0: Not all of Lori's support, of course, is furry. She also fosters and values human connection.
1: I'll tell you something that really helps me. Every morning, I text my best friend or she texts me because I live alone. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time when we started this, she was living alone. That helps knowing that someone else is out there who you need to contact Mm -hmm. because we've had the discussion, if she doesn't hear from me by 7 Mm a.m., she's going to call the police or a fire department and they're going to come and check on me. Mm -hmm. I don't have family here. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends, but knowing that someone cares about me, I could have slipped very easily into the abyss of blackness and gone th- kept swimming through that mud, you know, and still trying, but the fact that I knew I was accountable to one person, that really helped me. And that may help the listeners too. The so, accountability to just one person, one text first thing in the morning. I'm alive. How are you? And what would your reply be when she texted that and you were not well? I'd tell her, I, I'm blue. Mm-hmm. I'm going through a rough period. Please leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Or, can you meet me? Mm-hmm. Generally, it was, don't worry, I can get through it, because I'm a strong woman, and, mm-hmm. and I can ha- I can build businesses, and I can handle this myself. Yeah. it's I, I don't ever... <laughs> It's, I think it's a Jewish thing. I don't want to no, be a I burden.
0: I, it's not a Jewish thing because okay. I've interviewed an awful lot of people who all say the same thing. Yeah. Hey, there's that sound you like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us that Brought
1: sound to again? you for all dog lovers. Yes. <laughs>
0: Always nice to be able to end an episode with a laugh, which doesn't happen all that often when you have a depression podcast. So we want to thank Lori for sharing her story. She actually had a dog business before she started her current profession as a professional matchmaker and we will be linking to her website with this episode, as well as to two articles, one from NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and one from WebMD, both elaborating on the points that we just made and ways that having a pet can help you stay out of or get out of or just keep you company while in depression. If you have a comment about this or any episode or ideas for another one, please go to our website, givingvoicetodepression.com and use the Record a Message widget to leave us a message. We'll be back next week. Please join us.
1: We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has
0: been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen.